Hey, Bastards, just want to say don't forget to support the show. Um, all proceeds to the show will this week go to Braxton being able to quit his job so he can pursue the podcast full time. Um, it's something that's been a lifelong dream of his to to do and accomplish, um, to be a professional fantasy football NFL podcast host. So please help us make those dreams come true. Venmo at Austin D. Dingman or Cash App at Austin D. Dingman. Um, the first 17 uh, – donors uh, braxton will reimburse fully out of his own checking bank account so yeah thank you very much bastards welcome to the league of rat bastards a fantasy football podcast the only podcast where you can follow along with a group of college buddies as they attempt to take each other head on for the title of champion if we learned anything over the past six years it's to never trust a trade from jonathan i'm Amen. your host braxton mckenzie along with austin dingman and jonathan crabtree let's get to it all right how's it going guys Good, good, good. It was a great weekend for Ding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Big weekend. <clears throat> Not so well, good. You finally me. got you finally got your fourth win. Or you know, that's four wins in a row. You're four and four, taking down the great Jonathan. I mean someone, I think everybody in this league was stoked. Yes. So I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> I'm a shell of a man. <laughs> I'm not sure I uh, I'm going to be glad that I showed up to this podcast today. <laughs> Eating dubs more like oh. emails, let's be honest. Yeah. He's like Jameis I... Winston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after, after he got done, oh, after Dane got done, like it was kind of a fit on that Sunday night game. Uh, he calls me and the first thing I said was, do you realize this, that if you win next week, Ding, and Jonathan loses, you guys will have the same record. <laughs> and to me, that just was the most amazing thought. And that's how I went to bed happy on Sunday. And then I woke up very unhappy on Monday. <laughs> Why is that, Braxton? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we can get we can get right into you know kind of discussing a little bit of the trade. So, hey, you know, I sent beforehand. We want we want to welcome. Uh, Long time fan of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Uh, Marshall the Broke Bettis to the show. Yeah. Thanks, Marshall. Boys. You got me up really early for this. Yeah. You needed it. You're in the military, so, though. You, yeah, we brought Marshall. We're bringing up. Marshall on today. Um, yeah, Marshall's coming on today. He's going to discuss a little bit. Uh, you know, just kind of discuss like, the current fantasy slate, you know, week nine a little bit. Tell us a little bit about his team. And, uh, yeah, discuss a little a trade that we had going on. Um, but, yeah, so last week on Wednesday, I sent a trade over to him. So I sent T. Higgins, Austin Eckler, and Tyreek Hill in return for Derrick Henry and Keenan Allen. And my trade, really. Really, probably, I would say, honestly, probably the biggest trade that we've had in our league, yeah. I would say in our league history, uh, for those bigger names. And I sent it on Wednesday, and, you know, it has to go through its processing. But once you get into that first week game on Thursday, it makes you roll all the way over into the next week. Well, uh, I think the process too, over. What I, what I think happened, too, is that the first time I decided to drop was A.J. Green, who played on Thursday. Which delayed it so. Oh, uh, yes. Interesting. Yes, good. Yep. That's a good call. Um, yeah, I think that actually probably was the kicker. And so, yeah. 
yeah, in that. Um, you know what's funny though? When when Marshall accepted the trade, not even five minutes after he accepted the trade, dude. Austin <laughs> Eckler got a questionable status. I know it. And then Dingman out here uh, gaslighting me. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> six to eight weeks. I'm like, I'm like in the in a meeting at work on the side googling Austin Eckler <laughs> Twitter. Like, what the fuck is going on? For those of you uh, who are a little curious of what he means by six to eight weeks, I uh, found a fake news generator and I took a picture of Austin Eckler and threw it on there and then put, wrote out a headline that says Austin Eckler missed six to eight weeks and sent it to our fantasy group chat. Um, needless to say, you can get under Marshall's skin fairly easily and we, we really went there. Yep. Dingman has well, my number. Well, I think the best part was is uh, that I was watching you know football with Devin on college football on Saturday. And uh, he was just talking about the trade, and he goes, oh, bro. He's like, you totally – I think, in my opinion, you totally got the right end of the deal of it. Um, he's like, he's like, if, in, if you can have Derrick Henry in any way how you can get him, he's like, I think that you're going to win the trade. Um, but he's just like – he goes, and he's like, and bro. And he's like, and, and Austin Eckler out for six to eight weeks? He's like, that's crazy. <laughs> And I sat there for a second, and then I looked over. I was like, I actually didn't even, I didn't even understand. I'm like, what do you mean he's out for six to eight weeks? You know, in my head. And then I just start busting out laughing because he never probably clicked on the head, or he never clicked on that page. He just read the headline, and then yeah. that was it. <laughs> and then I'm like, then I sent that meme. Like, God no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well done, Demon. I but still hate you. The trade gets better. It just gets better and better. Yeah, as, and so as the week went on. It, it did. Dingman put out that post, uh, like in the first quarter of the Tennessee game, that he was out on the sideline, which was a little concerning. Um, Kenny, yeah, I think he only had like four touches for like twenty yards, and then he ends up with twenty-eight touches for sixty-something yards, and then the news pops out. It's like this guy ran the ball an extra twenty-four times. With a broken foot. Dude, absolutely crazy. I don't know why he can't keep running the ball next week. He did it <laughs> fine this week. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Derek? Um, it's, just, it's just funny to me because essentially Braxton traded away Austin Eckler and Tyreek Hill for Keenan Allen. Anti Higgins. Anti Higgins. <laughs> for Keenan Allen. And, like, it's, and I think you can arguably say that T. Higgins is just – a slight upgrade is I would say a is a is a, a slight upgrade from Keenan Allen or upgrade, or right? um or, or sorry downgrade downgrade, downgrade. <laughs> excuse me downgrade he's a he's a I mean he's a oh, little I downgrade yeah, I mean no, I wouldn't I, I mean would I wouldn't say well I, I would totally would rather have Keenan Allen but like it's not like it's there's a huge gap I would say. I mean, it's a little bit of a downgrade, but I wouldn't say, you know, it's not like giving up, you know, Justin Jefferson or Cup. You know, so that's kind of what I'm coming at. I don't know. Who knows? T. Higgins might be better than Justin Jefferson after what he did this last week to Jonathan. Oof. The the Vikings' whole game was just weird. It wasn't wasn't that great at all. That game made me lose fantasy this week. Dude, Marshall, I had you pick the win, too. You were supposed to win that game. I, I thought I was going to win. It said I had a 99% chance. 
in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and then stupid, <laughs> what is it, Cooper Rush? God. Throw some Mari Cooper. Just Yeah, he, got, he catch that touchdown with like 50 seconds left. I was like, all right, cool. I hate fantasy. <laughs> I hate fantasy. Was, they did shut a... down uh, Zeke Elliott, though, which was – I mean, he was pretty hot coming into this game. Yeah, he was. And he – I made a trade in another league where I got rid of Zeke for uh, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, and uh, <laughs> one other who was – oh, Daryl Henderson. I traded Zeke and Marquise Brown. And oh, okay. it was phenomenal. Daryl Henderson had a wonderful game. And so did Tyreek, as Braxton saw. That was his last game. <laughs> he's going to get with Tyreek Hill. I, I like know. the Marquise Brown pickup. I think the kid is pretty special um, if he can just catch the ball consistently. I agree. He he. I was looking at his scoring. He actually is only averaging maybe like one point less than Tyreek Hill right now on the season. Which is something crazy. along those lines. Caught those two uh, like fifty yard bombs. From yeah. Lamar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm starting to get not on the Lamar train, but I'm starting to believe in him a little bit more because he's throwing the ball more. You know, before he was, mm-hmm. he only had like two, three hundred yard games, like his whole career. Now he's already busted through that this year. So I like to see. Yeah. That. Yeah, it's a bummer he was on bye this week for Devin because Devin might have beaten uh, beat, beaten Braxton. But although Joe Burrow did a great job. 16 points, well, 8 points, yeah. not horrible. They've lost to the Jets. That's true. Crazy. But. <clears throat> um, for a little bit of injury updates, um, so obviously yeah, with Derrick Henry, that was the that was the big kicker on that one that uh, kind of offset everybody. Hey, Braxton, uh, Derrick, Derrick Henry's not a kicker. He's a running back. <laughs> I mean, I'd say he's more like nothing now. Well, apparently, he's also kind of like a QB. You know, he had more more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago or whatever. So, yeah, now he's like a third string quarterback sitting on the bench (laughs) for six to eight weeks. I know it's it's actually six to ten, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, I get him back for the playoffs. But um, I did get consolation bracket according to Jonathan. Yeah, well, make sure you put that asterisk there. No way. I'm making the playoffs. <laughs> hey, I'm the best player in fantasy right now. Right now. I'm the po- you might be I'm on the losing streak, bud. <laughs> I'm, hey, hey, hey. Okay, sp- okay, speaking of injury updates, uh, I do have an, an update. Is that they expect uh, uh, Chris Carson to come back uh, for week 10. Just saying, that's a pretty big um, – that's a pretty big – Update, I would say. Well, how so do you said feel about on... his year so far? What's that? How do you feel about his year so far? Is he living up to I mean, standards? I mean, the first few games, they were fine. You know, he got the ball, you know, around 15 times. Um, and, I mean, two of the games that, you know, he rushed for over 80 yards, um, has three touchdowns. So, I mean, like, I'm okay, you know, with how he was playing. But I haven't had him since week four, since he went on the IR. But... That was pretty. That was you know nice to see that that he plans to return uh, in week ten. So against the Packers, uh, they do have a bye next week. So the bye is are you talking Packers or Seattle? Seattle's got a bye this week. 
No, no, no. I'm saying is that they have a bye this week. The Seahawks do. And then yeah. he was going to, yeah. Um, and he plans to get yeah get back practicing and return. They'll hopefully get Russell Wilson back too, which I yes, need. yeah you do. Then you can start trusting and playing Tyler Lockett. For real, dude, I had him on my bench this past week. I mean, anyway, I would have played my team. I'm still losing uh, this week, unfortunately. But um, it was good to see Tyler Lockett come back to. Uh, a I'm pretty sure good get him, get us some touches for sure, which was good. <clears throat> Uh, another injury too was Jameis Winston uh, exiting the game. Yeah, he's got a season-ending injury, and so um, like tore his ACL and sprained his MCL, right? Yes, something. Yeah, along those lines, as well as uh, oh, what's his name? Green Bay uh, tight end. Tanyan. Oh, Tanyan yeah, also tore his ACL, or was it MCL? One of those. He's done for the season, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's... big loss to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was having a great game until his blew his ACL. So, what about? No, the, he's, he, the he's been non, playing all right. The non-injury related Calvin Ridley. Yes. Yeah, that's another huge one. And that's, um, that's actually something interesting to talk about too. To figure out what do you do with Calvin Ridley as as the Calvin Ridley owner? Because from what I'm understanding, there's some some mental health issues. That are going on from what I've heard online and read that you know he could he could come back in two weeks and be phenomenal. He could not come back ever because um, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but this was supposed to be a big year for him, like a big contract year to get get some mm-hmm. more money and you know, this is gonna be big for him. But now he's he's dealing with some stuff and you know you hate to see it. But yeah, I don't know, yeah. what do you guys think? It's tough. Mental health is a serious thing. I mean, he has not been himself. I don't think he's used to being that number one guy. Now that Julio's gone, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And he has not yeah. lived up to the hype this year. <clears throat> I think if I'm Devin, uh, you know, he's 5-3, and three, so he still has a decent team without him. He could, you know, make a playoff push still. I think that's very likely. So, if he... If he said, you know, I'm just going to hang on to him, we'll see. Maybe he gets right in three or four weeks, comes back for the playoffs. You know, I, I wouldn't blame Devin for doing that. If I'm Devin, I would rather have that roster spot. And so I'd say, hey, he's up for a trade if anybody wants him. I know I know what Braxton's thinking right now. No, I don't <laughs> want Calvin Ridley. Uh, but if I were Devin, I would just see if I could get something for him. And then, honestly, if not, I'd probably drop him. And yeah, I'd you be can curious get him to see. What's that? You can you can pick up Calvin Ridley cheap based on his performance this year and his unknown yeah. return. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I would not blame Devin at all for dropping him. Braxton, you I... trade Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and somebody else. <laughs> so, I – okay, if I were Devin, actually, I don't know that I would trade Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, it's funny that Jonathan wants to assume (laughs) what I would do there. Uh, but no, actually, I don't think, uh, I think at this point, I think I would hold on to him. Uh, cause like you said, this, he could come back in two weeks, uh, from now and play and you would have him and it was just like, he was on a two week bye. Um, or like you said, yeah, he might not come back, but I think at this point, I mean, 
I think you, 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 for how, how much talent that he has, I would hold on to him if I, if I was Devin. And I think that you might get an update in two or three weeks and say, well, sure, he might come back. Or if someone might say, hey, he looks like he needs more time, then I think maybe you can assess that, whether you want to drop. Um, unless someone gave you an, an offer that you felt that you really couldn't pass up on the trade, um, sure, uh, it doesn't hurt to go for it um, that way. But I just I don't think I would give him away for nothing uh, right now after it's just been a few days after he announced it. So. Yeah, it's a tough situation to be in. It sucks to be the Calvin Ridley owner. Uh, that yeah, luck like you said, Jonathan. Luckily for Devin, he's he's five and three, so he's got some wins under his belt. Um, like he could he could afford to maybe put him on on his bench and and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Brexit, yeah. I'm curious, what do you what's your plan for Derrick Henry? Are you gonna hold on to him and just cross your fingers that he's back for the last couple of playoff games? Are you gonna what are you thinking? Yeah, so a lot of my thought process so far well and also I I guess we should mention is that you know for our seven years of doing this, we have not done a keeper league yet and all blame goes to ESPN. Um uh, I will gladly let them know now. Um, I hope all the executives are listening that we're not a fan of your fantasy football app, and we will be moving. They probably um, are, but I know that they're listening. Uh, so here's yeah. So here's the thing: is that you know I think that we're going to decide. It looks like to do transition to a keeper league next year. I, I mean, let's. I, I want. I don't want to give up Derrick Henry. Um, if that's the case. So that's one aspect of it. But the second aspect of it is that I am six and two. So I, like I said, I'm the, I'm the top player in the league and currently in just, well, I do have him in the points edge, but um, as right now, if playoffs uh, were to start today, this week, I would have that first overall spot and have that week one by um i am not expecting to finish there um in the regular season i can tell you that um but i do you know i think you have to look at yourself is that if you're six and two i i believe that i need to make make it to eight and six i think eight and six would get me to the playoffs um i think that's kind of that magic number to you have to get to i really do but I think it, if I have Derrick Henry uh, for the playoffs, that's what's going to separate me um, to be able to, like, win the thing. Watch Braxton um, to the semifinals and then lose, and then Henry comes back the week after. Hey, that's the way it goes, and no one should feel bad for me. So, um, I I just – I think at this – yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm holding on to him. Um, if, you know, Chris Carson comes back in week 10, uh, between Chris Carson – um, if he's even getting, uh, you know, say 12, 13 rushes a game uh, between him and Chase Edmonds, I would feel confident with those two as my running backs. And um, between McLaurin and Keenan Allen as my two receivers, I would feel okay. I, I feel like I could win. I could win some games, um, at least with those guys. Um, enough to get me to the playoffs. So I'm going to hold on to Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, for now. 
you're you're holding on to Chase Edmonds. You feel that that good about him and uh, James Conner holding that backfield and splitting it? I mean, I feel I like do. Chase Edmonds. He he's got the talent. He's just not really getting into the end zone. The first time he got in the end zone was Sunday. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to hold on to him though because, and I I just don't really have a desire to trade him. Uh, when you just kind of look here, look through his like week by week. He went 12, 10, 11, 17. He put up a three-point game and then six and a half, nine and a half, and 14. Um, so, I mean, pretty consistent guy. I mean, he's not going to get you 20-plus points. Um, but for the most part, his floor is pretty low. Uh, only one time he went below six points um, on the year. And so I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, uh, you know who else is consistent, Braxton, is Tim Patrick. And I would give you Tim Patrick for Chase Edmonds. Mm, that's a good trade. You should consider that, Brax. Yeah, you really should. Send me – yeah, send me the trade. I'll let, <laughs> I'll let you know if I decline it or accept it. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I just don't think – yeah, I can't trade Derrick Henry. He's He's not for sale. But – Everyone has a price. <laughs> All right, well, then that. send a trade. And I'll send a trade, and I, I will go from there. Okay, fine. <laughs> I will send you Tim Patrick and Robert Tunyon. That's a good deal. Now I'm starting to get mad. Now I feel like you guys are picking on me. <laughs> Braxton loves his tight ends. <laughs> you guys are picking on me now. Marshall, right, I'm still, I'm still in first I'm, place. I'm gonna be honest. Marshall's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel after making that trade with you. He is excited with Tyreek Hill on his team. Oh, even if even if Mahomes is looking like a little pile of poo right now, Tyreek Hill is still producing. Yeah. So. And he had 13 targets or 18 targets. That's wow. So, have you guys checked uh, the ESPN calculated playoff predictions? Yeah, I just looked at it. <laughs> Took Look, a shot. <laughs> wow, I was at ninety percent chance to make the playoffs. He is now at thirty-six percent chance. Oh my gosh! I needed that bump. Thanks, bud. Marshall bumped up to sixty-four. I'm still sitting at twenty-nine, but Josiah has bumped up to twenty-eight, which is interesting. Way to go, Joe! Uh, and Jonathan. You know, his loss to me didn't really affect him too much. He's still sitting at 94%. But I think we should uh, we should transition onto the waivers. Um, who should people be targeting, do you guys think? Who's going to be a good pickup? You know, there's some yeah. there's some buys this week uh, that are going to hurt quite a few people, me specifically. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> that uh, I might lose – Matter of fact, I feel pretty confident that I'm probably going to lose to Cheeseman. Um, week nine buys, we got our Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington. So there goes half of my team. Uh, who, are you guys, who are you guys targeting? Who do you think people should be looking for? And what should they probably be throwing down? Well, there's uh, a big signing uh, yesterday. I don't know if yes. he'll be ready, but Adrian Peterson. You know, that's another hard-running old man. And they got a good line out there in Tennessee. Braxton likes old men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I think I could get down with Adrian Peterson yeah. for now. 
<laughs> Bastion needs a good old man in his life. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I'm just really um, curious to see. I'm really curious to see what the the fab spend is on both uh, Adrian Pearson and Jeremy McNick. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. the two guys who are going to be leading that Tennessee backfield now. You know, because we play in a half point per reception league. Uh, you know, Jeremy McNichols should be getting those dump offs that honestly Derrick Henry was getting what three, four, five a game. Uh, McNichols was taking another couple. Um, so his you should usage should go up. Adrian Peterson will probably take on, uh, I'm assuming kind of that first and second down role. Obviously, neither of them is going to be Derrick Henry, but if you can get a starting running back, I could see it, you know, being split similarly to. Gibson and McKissick and the Washington backfield. So, yeah. And, you know, both of those guys aren't, aren't world beaters, but uh, got a good old you, could, you could throw into your lineup and, you know, be confident in at least not killing you. So, yeah. Um, I'm also wondering if Tennessee is going to change their, their game style up a little bit and maybe start throwing the ball. You know, you look like AJ Brown, you know, Julio's coming back. Like they got some, some stud receivers that they can start just feeding. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't need to run the ball as much. I just feel like their whole offense is based off of run and play action, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. That's totally. just their, their motto. I mean, I could see it changing a little bit, but not nothing drastic. Yeah. I, I think Adrian Peterson, though, too, is that he – you know, he never, you know, caught a ton of field – or caught balls out of the backfield um, in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's saying that he's not capable of it. But – I think that he's going to get, you know, every, when it comes down to the goal line um, and red zone, he's going to get just about all those touches, like Jonathan said, all the first and second down. Um, my, but my thing is, though, when it comes to, f- you know, spending fab on it, it'll be interesting to see if they try to bring on another veteran running back. That's why I just don't know if I'm totally convinced on if you want to, you know, burn all your fab um, on Peterson. Because... And the trade deadline hasn't hit, so they could still make some moves. Like Mar- exactly, Mar- exactly. Mar- still out there, but I don't know yep. if they trade in the same division, let alone for six eight weeks. You know, more than Mac, outside of his Achilles before Jordan Taylor came, he had multiple thousand yard seasons. You know, he's a mm-hmm. pretty stellar running back. When you got to think too, the two running backs out of Denver, Melvin Gordon and J- uh, Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean. Just with Denver, I mean, you would, you know, they're a four and four team, um, but just the way they dealt uh, Von Miller away, that yeah. makes you kind of, you know, which is kind of surprise. It's a little surprising that, that they, yeah, you know, deal- he is looking. He's gonna want, he's gonna want another contract uh, coming up though, because um, he's getting to the end uh, of his deal, uh, current deal. But you know, you look at like Melvin Gordon. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking what's the point of having him and Javante Williams there if they're already selling uh, like they're not going to be a playoff team this year? And so Melvin Gordon is somebody that I would definitely look at. And, you know, I think the worst spot you could do, though, is, say, burn, you know, 30 to 50% of your fab on Adrian Peterson. And then as the trade deadline approaches, they trade for Melvin Gordon, and then you just spent, you know, all your money um, and your hopes. And then on the other side of the coin, you got to keep in mind that, you know, AP's been out since last year, and they signed him the same day he tried out. So he, he's in good shape. Maybe they feel comfortable 
I mean, they must have felt real comfortable testing him out at practice and then immediately signing him same day. So that's also something to think about. Yeah. yeah, and even just like the little recent news on Adrian Peterson, it says that the Titans plan to sign Peterson to their practice squad with the intention of elevating him to the active roster. So I don't know if they're looking anywhere else. Yeah, it, it, they they might not, they might not. But I'm just saying, you know, a week now or a week later, you know, all of a sudden they could come find out with the trade deadline that that wasn't their plan, and they just brought yeah. him in as you a know, filler. just a filler for now. And, you know, that could screw a lot of fantasy managers over um, if, you know, if it, you did burn out all your money on him. Yeah. So, he's, he's an interesting look. He's obviously on your waivers um, unless someone picked him up literally yesterday when the news broke and they had a, a spot mm-hmm. to fill. Um, he's 9.1% rostered in ESPN, so he's most likely out there in your league. Um, another name that might be interesting to look at, maybe we're just chasing points here, is Boston Scott. From Philadelphia, yep. He, uh, you know, he had twelve attempts, rushing attempts for sixty yards with two touchdowns. Like the dude made it in the end zone. He had one target, but he didn't catch that. You know, that, that's eighteen points. And in our league, that was a solid little outing for Boston Scott, especially when people thought that you know, it'd be was it Miles Sanders or yeah, he didn't uh, have one rushing touchdown, dude, this season. Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. And then they get four. I think they had four rushing touchdowns. On Sunday, two with Boston Scott, one with Jordan Howard. It's just interesting to see that change. Maybe it had to do with the blowout against the Lions, but I'd be feeling a little some type of way if I'm Miles Sanders. Yeah. And Boston Mm -hmm. Scott could be a a decent pickup. You know, he's rostered in 5.1% of leagues. They're going up against the Chargers. Uh, Looks like they're 28th against running backs. Uh, So he could be a solid pickup. Obviously, you guys mentioned Jeremy McNichols. Um, and I'm curious, what do you guys think about Ty Johnson, Jets Dude, running back? I have him written down here, too. 37 points in the last three games. He's got something to be looking at. And it looks like Mike White mm-hmm. is, like, throwing the ball a little bit more than uh, – than, uh, oh, gosh. The other guy, the guy that they drafted. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. So, I don't know, maybe Mike White is something to keep your eyes on. Like, I'm curious. You know, they said they're going to bring him back out and play him this next week instead of Joe Flacco, who they signed once uh, Wilson went out. Um, that's it's a tough scenario, but White like, looks like he's likes to throw the ball. You, know, you look at uh, Michael Carter had a great game this week. Uh, so, who knows? My only thing about Jets players right now is that they're going to be at Indianapolis next week. Uh, then they host Buffalo and host Miami. Uh, they'll get a cupcake game, uh, you know, at Houston. Um, but after that, yeah, you go Philadelphia and New Orleans. So but they're going to be oh, – sorry. No, well, I just – they're going to be playing, you know, pretty tough defenses. Um, and sure is, you know, when they get down, um, they're going to start passing the ball more. And Ty Johnson, I think, will he's more of a, you know, pass-catching running back. Um as he's gotten, you know, he's had, you know, he's got 11 receptions in the last two games and he's kind of taking on that role, but still, I mean, just in terms of, you know, quality of defense is played. gets pretty yeah. tough. But it's just interesting to see the efficiency that the whole Jets offense had against the Bengals, not seeing their defense is top tier, but their offense is stellar. And to think that they kept up with them that whole game, you know, that 
led by um, what was his name, Michaels or whatever. Michael Carter. Uh, no, the the quarterback. Oh, Mike White. Mike. Oh, Mike White. I don't know. This is obviously too early to tell, but I'm very interested to see how they do against like Indianapolis and stuff like that. Yeah, it's something to watch for sure. And Braxton, you even said it yourself offline, like, you know, the fact that you thought the Jets would upset the Bengals, and, and they did. So, who knows? Yeah. There's something to look at there for the Jets. Um, I, like I said, Indianapolis is tough, but I think if you're the Michael Carter owner, you could probably start him with a little bit of confidence. Well, you know what's just funny? Oh, go ahead. Well, what's just funny is that I was actually listening to um, – I was listening to, you know, a guy who kind of has insight on just more like ga- like gambling uh, on the NFL. And they were just talking about how the, the line didn't really change a ton with Mike White playing uh, quarterback versus, um, exactly. uh, versus Zach Wilson. Uh, because really, actually, they almost believe this guy to be almost the same quality player. Um, wow. there's really not much of a difference uh, in the guys. They're just playing Zach Wilson because, like, you know, he was, like, their first-round pick. But in terms of production, they're not they're not really expecting, you know, and obviously, as we saw, there really wasn't much change. If not, if it, it was almost better. So Way more efficient. Yeah, 400 yeah. yards for his first career start. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did play well. I've got a couple of receivers I, I wrote down here. Um, one that you know, of course, has a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, and that's Devontae Parker. Um, had a stellar game <laughs> last week, and I had him in. I had a little couple beers, you know, last Saturday. And <laughs> left him in my lineup and woke up to the awesome news that uh, he got pulled. So, um, but it, it's good to see him. He's a solid receiver. AJ Green, I just dropped him, so he's out there. I mean, he would have had a – 15-point game if he would have just turned around and caught the ball and beat the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are you guys feeling about about Ruggs? You know, like, he's, he should be rostered, honestly. I'm looking at our league, and I'm surprised he's out there because he's rostered in 70% of the leagues. I but, dropped uh, him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm assuming you dropped him before his bye. Yeah, well, I dropped him to... I dropped him because I had, I think I had Bateman. Okay. But here's, here's a legitimate question though. A legitimate player who's filling in the, the shoes for Calvin Ridley and that's Tajay Sharp. Yeah. Um, do you guys think he is a worthwhile pickup? It looks like here against the Cardinals, you know, he had six targets for five receptions at 58 yards, you know, for a total of 8.3 points. You know, if he gets in the end zone, that's, you know, that's a 14, 15 point game there for him. Um, is that someone you guys would be interested in looking at? Maybe spending a buck or two on that, or Russell Gage, you know, um, or even that's true. Um, who's their tight end? Um, not Pitts. Pitts, the white, the long-haired one, Hurst. I think they'll they'll move uh, Pitt out into like the slot and uh, pull in Hayden Hurst, and I just think that offense has some some talent there. They have some talent. I'm just not sure about the offense as a whole right now. Uh, yeah, you had the the Cordell Patterson blow up. <laughs> yeah. uh, then he's kind of cooled off for the last few weeks. Is that right? 
Um, a little bit. He's not, you know, he's not getting me thirty point games like usual. He had a good week last week. He he still got uh, you know, fifteen points or whatever last week. He hasn't. His lowest game has been thirteen point one. Besides week one, which was seven points, but it, he's not, hasn't dropped lower than thirteen since then. Sure. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, he's still still totally solid. But that offense in general, I. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I don't love it. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is too talented. Um, but, yeah, so kind of this weird thing, uh, which doesn't make any logical sense, but through the past, I'm going to say, 11 or 12 years, like it's happened for a long time, Matt Ryan has gone from having a great year, bad year, great year, bad year, great year, bad year. Like it, It's like clockwork. Uh, Matt Ryan last year had a great year. Uh, he supported both Julio and Calvin Ridley, obviously. Um, they both were huge assets. This year, he's having a bad year. Uh, and so I'm just kind of out on that whole offense. So I honestly, I probably wouldn't even put a dollar in on Tajay Sharp or Russell Gage unless I was very wide receiver needy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's, let's transition over to quarterbacks. If you're looking for a quarterback to stream this week, uh, who you guys recommend and people go look for, you know, is, is Simeon maybe a worthwhile pickup against Atlanta? Tyrod potentially coming back against Miami. What do you guys I, think? I like Taysom Hill. I mean, not spending mm-hmm. a, yep. more than $2 on him, but I would keep my eye on him. He's uh, pretty dynamic, but, um, you know, with the concussion, who knows if he'll clear in time. Yeah, ding, especially for you as someone – who's going to be losing Tom Brady this week. I don't know if I'd want to rely on Taysom Hill to be my, like, every week starter, but for a bi-week fill-in for Tom Brady, oh, man, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I currently have Kirk Cousins to fill that role. They're going against Baltimore, though. Uh, it's tough to say where I'm going to go. If, if Taysom Hill plays, yeah, I think that would be a great, a great option. It's just so hard to know right now. And, you know, I've got $5 to my name. <laughs> in terms of fab, so anyone could uh, outdo me there. I just showed all my cards to everyone there. I guess you can see it on the on yeah, the app, you can see it on there. But yeah, see, I I think see, I I don't know that you should be scared to Taysom Hill. Uh, I mean, if he can cl- clear the concussion protocols, I mean, at, at least you know when you look at our league where there is a lot of emphasis um, on on you know for running on the running game for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Taysom Hill, I mean, when he showed, I mean, he showed up last year, you know, uh, when he, you know, really had to take on the lead role. Sure. He's not, you know, anything, you know, fabulous, but in terms of, you know, for fantasy production, I mean, he can pick up 40, 50, 60 yards uh, on the ground. Um, and he can yeah. throw for over 200 yards. Uh, he can rush in a touchdown. Um and, you know, he could pass. So I'm just, you know, I think that his floor is, is really high. Um, I would say, um, and with the potential of, you know, hitting a 20 point game is like, I don't think it's certainly out of the question with him, but yeah. I, I would, I would feel him or feel safe as him as a quarter or as a week stream. Um, oh, even, you know, moving forward though. Um, mm. I don't think he's a bad fantasy option. I don't think he's a bad fantasy option either. Quarterback is just so uh, deep, especially like in our league. Uh, 
So I think there's just there's a couple people who would benefit, and again, especially if you got someone on buy. But for a lot of people, I mean, you're not starting him over Lamar, Kyler, Brady, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, like there's just so many quarterbacks. Sure. So who knows, Jonathan? You you might want to start him over Kyler after what he did to you last week. I know. Like some salty. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. You look at these, some of these other, you know, bigger names like Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Darnold, Baker Mayfield. I, I would, I think I would much rather have Taysom, or at least take my shot on Taysom yeah. Hill rather than those guys. Totally. Um, you know, because those guys, you know, they're gonna they put up the you know eight to fifteen point range, and I just think Taysom Hill has the you know he can give you a chance to get twenty plus, you know, and kind of give you more of a boom like game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys did skip over Marshall's favorite quarterback, Sam Donald. Any thoughts? <laughs> um, I don't know. From my experience, learn from my my mistakes. Uh, avoid him like the plague. Um, also, breaking news: Steelers are trading pass rusher Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. Oh, oh, really? For what? Yeah. Uh, this notification says both sides had several discussions over the last week about getting this deal done and it's finally happening. Uh, so much needs. They don't. They don't say who what they're trading for. Um, but just probably Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, Tyreek Hill and Mahomes. I'm going to the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. Um, yeah, that is pretty good to know. Any other quarterback combos you guys want to chat about? Any other players you think, hey, this could be a worth pickup? Um, any Jonathan, I know you probably have someone in your mind that you're like, I can't talk about them because I don't want someone else to take him. What are you thinking? <laughs> you know, Classic. I don't have anyone. Uh, I, I am going to be spinning up on Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols, uh, just cause I want a chance in the lottery and I've still got 75 bucks. Um, but we've talked about them already. But well, we know we're other... putting $76 down. On both of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> then that's a win for me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. For the waiver wire, I'm not incredibly jazzed on anyone. Um, I am going to be approaching Josiah with a trade for A.J. Brown at some point this week. Um, yes, I'd love yes. to get him. Uh, I'd also love Jonathan Taylor. So, I'm going to try and make, some, make something happen this week. Okay, last, last player looking at the tight end position here. How do you guys feel about Tommy Sweeney against Jacksonville this week? I feel for poorly. The, for the Bills, since Knox is out, um, Allen might be looking to throw. Jacksonville is a pretty easy team to throw against. If you're, uh, if you're in a pinch, would you pick him up? I don't, I don't know if I feel confident in that. Um, I think Adam you- must be more – I'd probably be more inclined to go to Mo Alley Cox uh, playing against the Jets. Um, I think if you were to like give me the option there between those two guys, I think that's what I would go with. Um, I think one of the tight ends you should look at if he's on your waivers, he's 8% rostered. Um, that is Pat Fryermuth. He had himself a game last week as well. Jonathan, Jonathan wisely picked him up. And – didn't help him. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> but the rest of my team just uh, was out for blood. 
Kyler, your boy Kyler. And, uh, yeah, I think gonna, another player. Oh, go ahead. Okay, Jonathan's going to turn around and have a 160 point week because his players are pissed for taking the L to me. Yeah, darn right. But go ahead, Braxton. Uh, I think another player too is to look at is Corey Davis. Um, he's currently he's in our league. He's you know he's only or he's not rostered and at 71 percent. Um. There, he's still available, you know, in obviously uh, a decent amount of leagues. Uh, but him, you know, he, you know, he came out, didn't play against Cincinnati. But the guy has seen no less than five passes, um, you know, all year long in his games. So, another another guy to pick up on. What's that? Same with Jameson Crowder. Yep. I don't know. I'm a little concerned that this whole Mike White thing and the uh, pass catchers and in New York, I'm worried that a little bit of it is fool's gold just based off of uh, the Bengals had no tape on Mike White. You know, like defensive coordinators are smart. So once they have tape on someone, they can really game plan around them. I don't think Mike White is anything special. Uh, So I I would predict a a big old crash back down to earth um, for Mike White and the whole Jets offense. Totally could happen. Definitely interesting to watch this week and see what, what happens. So. Um, Jonathan, everyone is dying to know who is your uh, kicker of the week that you think they should be targeting. Who's going to give you <laughs> oh, the uh, <laughs> I most have points? Some thoughts. Let me tell you, uh, as I browse through this list of who's available, you know what? I think you cannot. Let me emphasize: cannot go wrong this week with Evan McPherson. I have a gut feeling he's going <laughs> yeah, to not, not that he's. Not the fact that he's number one on the list or anything at all right now up at the top of the No, ESPN. he's not. He's uh, seven or eighth. <laughs> That's the bank. Great. Huh. Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. You're uh, you're really helpful there on the kicker side of things. Uh, How much fab would you spend on him? Almost about as helpful. Oh, I mean, probably 80% of what you got. <laughs> yeah, so, you're going to need it. Really big kicker guy. So. Eighty percent of what you have left, man. That's not too much money for Ding. That's right. So for Ding, that's a whole that's four dollars. Right. Boom. <laughs> there we go. I'm throwing it down. Might even go. I might even risk it all. So, well, awesome. Anything, uh, anything else you guys want to? Uh, anything pressing you guys want to talk about today? Um, I just want to say best of luck to all the players um, hitting into waivers and then going into your matchups. Um, Cheeseman, I'm coming for you, even though it looks like I have no chance. No chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, but well, cool guys. Well, it was great hopping on. Marshall, thank you for jumping on the podcast with us today. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, you know, sacrificing yourself and getting up um, before 6 a.m. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a big day for Marshall. So, Marshall, we do want to know real quickly. Thank you guys for the invite. How excited are you about the trade that you passed with Braxton? We never really asked you. Oh, what, what, what's your internal feelings on it right now? Uh, it was a, a wave of emotions. I, uh, as soon as I saw Austin Eckler was questionable, I went over to the trade and I said, fuck, Klein. <laughs> and then it didn't move and I was trying to figure out why this was still waiting so I was a little overcome with a 
negative emotions. And then when when Monday hit, I felt so much better. I felt bad for Braxton. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I don't wish yeah. that was worse than me. And you know, you got you got dick. That's great. Well, hey, yeah. don't forget to go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> at the League of Rat Bastards. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us some reviews. And don't forget to support the show. Braxton is trying to go full-time with this thing. Guys, um, I don't want to work anymore, okay? No, actually, I take that back. I want to work, but I want to work for you. You know, I want to give you the best fantasy insight that you possibly can get. So, seriously, yeah, make the consideration. The support the show. At support Austin me. D. Dingman. Yep. At Austin D. Dingman, Venmo, and Cash App. Um, we're we're accepting it. Um, maybe we'll get you a shirt. I think right, we can boys. get you a shirt. It's been great. I'll see you around. Good luck, everyone. Okay. All right. See you see guys. You guys. Never, Never trust, trust trade from, from Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you. Right. See you guys. <laughs>